Hello and welcome to the Dr. Denise Show. I'm Kathleen O'Toole and this is Dr. Denise. Kathleen, Happy New Year. This is our first time doing a show this year. Exactly. 2023 on staying sane in this new year. And I'm super excited to hear what you're going to have on tap for this special carve-out series throughout the year. I think you have a vision. Well, you know what? I want to thank you. You're part of the vision because you actually put me in the hot seat. So I feel like this On Staying Sane series is tips and tools about mental wellness, holistic health, world events, mindful ingestion. I think it's very important for everyone to know that one of our intentions, Kathleen and I, is to really go deeper with everything I've been working on, but the mindful ingestion actually definition Maybe we can do that for a little bit before we we keep going. What do you think, Kath? Do you want to explain what your understanding of mindful ingestion means? From what right. So we we've um, we've all learned about Dr. Denise's phrase of neurostyle, and it's the unique way in which we process and perceive the world around us. And then there's the Fab Five, right, Dr. Denise? Yes, biological psychological, social, cultural, spiritual, and then sixth sense intuition. So we are multidimensional human beings with our own, like, if you want to think of your mind as like a computer or a universe. Or lens, you know, the lens. lens. Yes. So what's interesting about that is that all those things are how you process and perceive what's going on. So whether it be um, current events or uh, what's going on in your relationships, you have a way in which you can take in information and perceive it. So this ties into mindful ingestion because you have to tailor that, the amount of information you take in, the um, way you process it. You have to tailor that, you your ingestion mindfully based on your neuro style. So explain it a different way, Dr. No, I love. In case. No, you're actually fantastic. So I think everyone, one of the most important things and passions for doing any of the shows of the Dr. Denise show is to change the way we think, talk, and act about mental health. So in order to do that, we have to pay attention to the words we tell ourselves. So mindful ingestion, what I love when Kathleen gave her perception is to remember everyone when you're listening to a show, when you're going into your email, when you're walking out your door to go do something, you have your own unique perception. So when you go into any situation, how do you have mindful ingestion? You have to be aware of your own neurostyle, your own fabulous five, and also your mood state. There's times when we like, for instance, uh, earlier today, I was having tech snafus and I was really proud of myself. I was like, okay, it's just the internet. Instead of going to like a 911, why isn't this working? So my neurostyle in this moment was calm. Maybe like tonight it wouldn't have been calm. Right. So, right. so when we're going to log on to listen to a show or read our paper, the mindful ingestion is doing a pause, stopping in the moment of now assessing where your feeling state is, and then getting ready to digest. So mindful ingestion means there's some prep and awareness. You're not in this animalistic primal reaction mode. You're more in, you get yourself in the moment of now. Mm-hmm. So you can be aware of what feelings, thoughts, and actions that come up 
when you're mindfully ingesting any situation. So I think this is like very important to this series, this On Staying Sane series. So I'm glad this organically came up. Do you want to add to that? No, I think you you took my explanation and you kind of made it um, a little bit more understandable. So I appreciate that. I love that you just said that, this little bit more understandable. So for all of us out there, when we're trying to stay sane <laughs> and understand a day on planet Earth, I think sometimes when it's the new year, for me, I, one of my intentions is to go deeper, deeper dive, deeper reverence in all the things I'm setting out to do. So when you're doing a mindful ingestion, you're going deeper in your own awareness. So for this year, the broad stroke themes of all of the different shows is still self-care is the new cool, deep play, divine, exquisite, ethereal, peaceful play, love all kind. And then there's all the series that I have, but then one of the overarching things um, is how creativity fuels the soul and how do we have more reverence, deepness, appreciation, and gratitude for ourselves and for others. So a deeper dive on reverence and all the concepts I've, we've been covering. So um, what I thought was really neat, you know, when I was sitting down to think this is the first time we've talked since the new year, that the thing that you really wanted to talk about was reverent relationships. And you wanted to really focus in on that. And I thought, wow, that's really cool because a lot of times when the new year comes, people want to do all this self-improvement, which is wonderful, but what a great, what a great corner of our lives to focus in on relationships because they really are so important and making them reverent is, I mean, when you talk about a goal for the new year, like this is a dynamite one. Oh, thank you. And you know what? Hearing your voice and knowing that you're taking the time of your schedule, you're a mother, you're a producer, and just this gratitude for anyone listening and you're about to do something with someone you care about, that deeper reverence is just even a, I challenge everyone, I invite everyone to have an even deeper gratitude for your loved ones a deeper gratitude for anything going right in your day. You know, there's that self-care, which is the, the more of the, what you just mentioned, the linear goals for your own new year goals for yourself. But once you reach that, how do you make space for attracting people that are appreciative of you and creating these win-win situations? So like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I get to talk to Kathy today. So part of my process, everyone, is that before I go into an interview before I go into a patient call, and even before I make my son a meal, I try to get more excited about it. Instead of some, I used to do the wash or do the dishes with my like, wah, wah, wah. so I've been in check of keeping a more peaceful and a more grateful and even excitable, like inspiring, like my own universe and mindset in my mind, a little bit more clean to have a better interaction with everyone. Right. So are there like some here, here you're on the hot seat, like what are like the lay people's checklist for having deeper gratitude? I know you mentioned some just now, but what else can we be doing to 
to make sure that we're appreciative and that we're making these relationships that much more deep. Well, we've covered, and I think it's going to be always, I wouldn't say infinity loops or golden threads of going back to what we've discussed. I think if we want to just break it down in a very primal way, you first have to start with an awareness of your own mood state and kind of check in with yourself and also be gentle with yourself. Cause there are days when maybe you don't want to pick up the phone and call someone. Maybe there's a time you're a little crabby and being reverent can be being aware that you're crabby. Mm -hmm. You can literally, I said to my, this is just a funny share, which is very relatable. The other two nights ago, my son's like, why aren't you happy? Why aren't we wanting to go to the pool? Why aren't you? And I'm like, I am feeling crabby right now. And I love you. And I'm super crabby and I don't know why. And mm-hmm. he, I don't usually get this crabby. And I said, I use, I just was like, I'm human. Mm-hmm. So in order of being closer to my own son at a time where he wanted alone time with me, that was fun. Cause he loves it when I'm fun. He's like, where's the fun mom that I want to be with. And I'm like, I'm so sorry for whatever reason. I don't know if I didn't get enough sleep. So part of reverence is being true to yourself and being authentic. So I, I also invite everyone to allow yourself to have all your feeling states in the moment. And if you are having a day where it's a day of frustration or a day of crabbiness, you can let the other individual know you are so they don't take on that energy field. So a big part of reverence is authentic and real communication, Mm -hmm. that it is okay to have moments of not being okay. And I find that we get closer to people when we do deeper dives on the days that aren't maybe our 100% where we're always happy or peppy. Right. Right. Yeah. Communication of, you know, okay. I'll just say your story a different way. It's like, okay, crabby alert, crabby alert. I've got a crabby alert. And then I'm going to communicate this with, with this person with whom I have a wonderful relationship, my son. Right. Okay. Mom is, can I give you another scenario too? Sure. Did you want to finish that statement? I'm sorry. No, that's all right. So another example is, let's say I'm about to meet a new guest or I have a guest that was on the show last month that I got this incredible email. It's Martin Luther King Day today um, as you and I are recording this, but I got this great email that was so inspiring yesterday with some song music and a video. Uh, in honor of MLK. And I was so excited, Kathleen, that I just, instead of just emailing, I decided to pick up the phone, which a lot of people these days either text or email. It's almost like, oh my God, someone cold called me. Yeah. And so I decided um, that even if they don't answer, I was so excited about their body of work and their devotion to unification that I called them. They called me back And I wanted to be reverent in the way I, in that moment, shared my excitement and gratitude for their body of work. And then that was a way to, it was just spontaneous. So it was reverent and honoring that excitement. Because sometimes you have these windows of extreme emotion that are fun. And it's sort of neat to share that with someone. Like why, like when Kathleen, when you write a great kind of catchy tagline, and you put your own wit and love into it and someone receives that energy bundle on the other side, I think another way we can all be reverent is you can pick up the phone and even if it's a one to two minute call or if you can do an audio, 
use a higher level of sensory input to connect with someone. If you want to go deeper in your relationships, know their neurostyle, their age, be respectful, but kind of if you want to connect in a more inspiring or playful way, you might pick up the phone instead of just do the text or the email. You might say, wow, this is such important news. I don't even want to talk too much about it now. It's so exciting that I want to ingest it later. Like I told um, Thomas Lane, I said, I'm going to read your essay on being at the March of Martin Luther King after I go to this other event, because I have a feeling it's going to be so emotional and so empowering that I want to receive the information when I can truly accept it. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I love the um, higher level of sensory input, whether it be a call, um, sending like a voice text or um, even that postcard that's waiting for me at the mail. Denise, Dr. Denise sent me a postcard and it's in my mailbox and it's going to be beautiful. And it's going to, I'm going to be able to hold it in my hand. Right. Um, so that's like something part of a relationship. That's not just a text or the, the, or maybe you all, maybe your relationship, you always communicate via phone. Like, so my mother, that's how we communicate. I call her once a day. I try to, and, um, you know, maybe it is that postcard or, you know, a, a surprise visit or, you know, what, whatever that sensory input is really, it's really critical to do a deeper dive with that. What are some of the ways you do that with your kids? Do you have ways that you feel like you tune in as like mom alert, like, you know, your child style and that they're, it's going to really mean a lot to them. Um, you know, you actually once said, why don't you write your daughter a letter? And I was like, I never do that. I didn't mail it. I just gave it to her or left it for her. And to this day, she has it taped up on her wall. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because it's, it's so different from how I normally communicate. Right. So, um, I, you know, I, I think, Breaking the mold every once in a while is really great advice, Dr. Denise. You know what? That's interesting that you said that because I was just, um, this is another infinity loop. Thank you for sharing that. Um, We have done shows, different shows about the different languages of love. And that's Gary Chapman sort of made, you know, us all aware of that, but that was regard to romantic relationships. But um, we produced you and I on the Ascension show with a team of angels shows about reverent relationships. And one of the things to remember is when you're trying to go deeper in connection, whether it's in business, personal, with our children, um, our romantic partners, there's different love languages, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And then I had, just like we have the fabulous five for neurostyle, my sixth sense of like the love languages would be what I was calling like the sacredness or the reverence. So when we were talking about romantic relationships, we had a show on sacred sexuality, but in this show on staying sane, I would kind of challenge almost like an integration, a synthesis of how you understand whoever it is that the gratefulness of understanding someone else's neurostyle, looking at what their languages of love are and just making more of an integrative try to enjoy the relationship more. I think 
I feel like Kathleen, a lot of reasons why people feel lonely these days are not understood. Mm. There's a lot of communication going on, fast, frenetic text, Snapchat, but there's not that deeper reverence of a multi-sensory, more unique love that we give one another that I believe when we start to do more of that, we're happier, we're healthy. There's Harvard studies that came out. I don't know the exact one. Someone called me last week, like, oh my gosh, relationships, top thing, 75 year study. So I think these discussions and how to do it are under underutilized. So that's a great goal or challenge that you're offering us for. So these are like kind of like um, a linear person would say action items, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one you've given us, I've already taken, I've already jotted down, is in that relationship, dig in and understand either their neurostyle, their love language, whatever way makes sense to you, right? Get get a better understanding of of the person with whom you're in a relationship, your child, your spouse, your boss, your business partner, understand how they work, right? That's one of your challenges for deeper reverent relationships in the new year. Give us some more challenges. With regard to reverent relationships? Yes. If you you are someone, (laughs) and this is a good, if you are someone that has a hard time being wrong, mm. learn how to say you're sorry. I'm going to, uh, this is a shout out to anyone that has a hard time being wrong or has a hard time saying I messed up or I could have done this communication better or, Oh my goodness, I can see your perspective. And I really, I, even though my, or if you have a, what I call a perspective mismatch, yeah. sometimes Kathleen, we try to have reverent relationships and individual number one and individual number two are aligned with great heart energy. And basically they still have a misperception. So I think we can try to have reverent relationships, but we need to be realistic that sometimes one individual's perception is so different than another Sometimes you ha- you can't even, there are times when you can't even be friends with a person. So I just want to, you know, you're putting me in the hot seat, but there are times when you try reverence and it just doesn't work. Right. Right. So we've got, um, understand their neurostyle, learn how to say sorry. Let's give, um, before we go, let's give one more challenge or, or goal or action item as it pertains to communication with the relationship because we've all found that that's like, <laughs> well, that's the golden thread, right? How yeah, well, we speak with one another. Yeah. So I'm actually, I think for everyone, and I, I know people have had different ways they've handled this current time in humanity in the last few years with the pandemic. But I think some of us, and I can say this for myself, I know that take this way how you want, but I've been doing a lot more telehealth. My, my, patients still want to do that. And so one of my communication goals is I'm looking at some of the people that I like are near and dear and I love so much. And I've already reached out to people on text, like when can we meet for coffee? When can we meet for dinner? Oh, I have concert plans with someone in March. So I feel like I'm opening up my universe. Now, some people, they've been out doing tons of things all the time. Maybe they're already going to the office 
And you want to like look at your own communication style with your relationships and maybe form your own little mini fun, like deep play bucket list Mm -hmm. of maybe in the first six months. Like for instance, for you and I, we already tried to see if Kieran and I could come to visit you guys in Florida for spring break, but it didn't work. But I still have it in my mind to revisit that with you in February about the summer, because I'm still going to try. So there might be people, everyone that you're trying to see, and, and it's like, you've got schedule stuff. So almost like write a, your own strategy plan of seeing people in unique ways, coffees, concerts, getting on a plane. Because I think for my neuro style, I got used to being at home a lot more and just only going out to see certain people. And I kind of liked it to be really honest with you. I like having a smaller inner circle, but there are people that I miss and then I'm trying to challenge myself to see more. So maybe people can adapt this idea of higher level of in-person multisensory input, but make a strategy plan. Love it. Love it. Okay. Anything else before we wrap up? Reverent relationships rock. That's a Dr. Denise-ism. Anything else that you want to? No, just that it always, um, for me, reverence and that deeper understanding of words, always the golden thread is gratitude. So if you're in a state of more gratitude for everything going right, it's easier to, and you're having a calmer mood with your own form of meditation, the way, the pathway to reverence is good mental wellness yourself and gratitude. So it's not easy to want to connect with others if you're not in that space of self-love. So I just want to say it starts and ends with inner peace and with gratitude in order to get to that place where you want to have reverent relationships. Wonderful. All right, Dr. Denise, thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. And by the way, I love and adore you. And I accept that your neurostyle has not gone to your mailbox yet. And I am so excited for you. When I do go. When you do go, but it's also making me want to write another one. (laughs) Okay. By the way, I can adapt. If if you don't like going to your mailbox, I'm being fun, everyone. If Kathleen, if mailboxes are not her favorite, so I will, my own communication challenge would be to maybe find even another way I can show appreciation to this lovely soul. So thank you, Kathy. I love you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Happy New Year. Reverend Relationships rock.